everybody. I'm Kelly Ellers. Jeffrey Lonnen. And this is Volume Up by The Tease. Happy Women's History Month, Jeffrey. Happy Women's History Month to you, to all of us. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. And, you know, I don't know if this is a sign of like how far we've come or a sign of the times or the alpha generation that will be my children. But Mm -hmm. my third grader was like, hey, mom, is there a men's history month? (laughs) Did you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Is that offensive? I mean, I, mean, I don't know that it's be, offensive. I, I, don't I don't know if he knew. I mean, he didn't yeah. know. Like, yeah. he yeah. was no, literally. I, I don't like, think he's a men's rights he's, activist. He's not. It's just <laughs> maybe someday or not. No, he will never be. Um, no, but anyway, no. I thought that was interesting. It is. I mean, when you peel all of this back, it's <laughs> we're living through some times. And this, this Women's History Month feels different. Black History Month felt, I mean, you know, with the specter of. The world war. It's a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit vexing, um, but we're, <laughs> sure. we're excited. We're excited. And, you know, the tease.com has tons of coverage with women's yes. women founded beauty and hair brands that we're excited about. Uh, and we've been talking to a bunch of incredible women on this very podcast, which we love. Totally. Speaking of one incredible woman, last week you talked with Gabby of Trilla Nails. Gabby, the creative who specializes in content creation, beauty imagery, and nail artistry, creates vibrant concepts that connect with other beauty enthusiasts and brands celebrating real emotions and social identities that make us truly who we are. You talked with her last week about everything and anything that is nail related. It was an incredible interview. Honest to God, love what she's up to. And like the energy, electric. Right. (laughs) Go and check it out if you haven't listened already. And if you like learning more about people like Gabby, people that are doing incredible things, making a big difference in the world. Women's history, in fact. Indeed. You should go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review to this very podcast, and then go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, all the places, at readthetees.com. Send in questions to Kelly, not me, at volumeupatthetees.com. <laughs> I've got some stuff to say. Send them in. Great. I'll fire yeah, back. <laughs> So on this week's episode, we're starting our brand new series about mental health in the beauty industry. As an industry that is constantly moving, it's important for us to take some time to focus on mental health of both our salon pros and our clients. To start off the series, we're talking with Brielle Brown. She is the founder of Anxiety Cosmetics. And after struggling with anxiety. The name behind the line is close to her heart. It is a CBD infused clean beauty company whose products are paraben-free, cruelty-free, vegan, THC-free, and held to very high standards. They're on a mission to start conversations about mental health, beauty, positive self-esteem, and acceptance, but their products are for everyone. A portion of the proceeds of every product sold is donated to help with research, education, care, and raising awareness on mental health and disorders. So we are so excited. I was so excited. I am excited to talk with Brielle about mental health and highlight its importance to our listeners. Absolutely. Such an important topic. And we want to hear from you guys. So, I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, send us emails. If you've got people that you turn to that are mental health experts, got tips and tricks, things, share them with us so that we can share with our other listeners. Um, Something that we're going to share with you all right now uh, is that there are some trends that have been established, you know, they're all over the internet. There's a listicle that I thought was 
important to bring to your attention specifically because you and I are on different sides of the spectrum on this bad boy. Um, the oh. first trend that we're seeing on this list.com rundown of spring beauty trends is face and body glitter. Mm. You're not afraid of a little high, a little sparkle, oh. a little, no, you exactly. So I mean, are you, you're in favor of this trend? I'm taking it. I'm in favor of highlighting sticks, serums, solutions, concoctions. I love highlighting. I love contouring. I don't know if I could go as far as an actual speckles of glitter, but I've come close. Let's just say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We we know you have. Um, <laughs> I I have been burned badly by body glitter. <laughs> Uh, and I just want to share this with everybody. So, Please I mean, do. we've talked about this on the podcast, like everything from the early 2000s, the aughts, it's back. Like we, we know this to be a fact, the nineties, the early, all of that. There was a time, if you can believe it, um, when white people like myself were really into getting tan. Um, oh. <laughs> and I was maybe a tanorexic and I, you know, when I wasn't going to the tanning booth as a freshman in college, like what, what? Um, I would use a self tanner. Um, the first self tanner that I tried no, was a Jergens was a Jergens self tanner that had glimmer that it did not advertise. <laughs> and I went to class and just had like the sparkliest extremities, just like could not escape, like it would not come off, could not <laughs> like just just the nightmarish. So that tube okay. went right in the trash. Um, <laughs> and I've never looked at, you know, a self-tanner the same. No, but have you indulged in the oh, self-tanner? Of course, of course, of course. Like, I, I but I had just have to check the fine, the fine, <laughs> fine, fine print that there's not any shimmer, glimmer, glitter, or the like. Uh, so I'm I'm generally anti-body, face, okay. glitter, et cetera. That but is, you know, do you? That is a freshman college memory you just can't seared, get out. Seared in there. And I just, <laughs> did I anyone to comment? Like, were they like, hey. Um, I think I did enough but, commenting for everybody. Uh, yeah. There's no, yeah, yeah. There's no comment. You knew it was that. happening. You were, yes, you yes, were okay I, with that. I had okay. to get it in front of that story. Um, <laughs> yeah. So other trends though. Yes. Super sleek hair. Yeah. Yes or no? For yeah. me, no. Mm-mm. No, but for I others. I love it you're... on other people. I mean, <laughs> the Duchess, is that her title? Meghan Markle is probably, she can wear the sleek hair. I mean, top 10, top five. It's her jam. Beautiful. Me, yep. no. There. My head's too round. There. You like some volume. I love mm. volume. Yes. What makes about sense. glossy lips? <sighs> I don't think it ever I mean, went out for me. I was going to say, like, did it go away? Really? I mean, for spring, I feel like there's no better time than like a, mm-hmm. a glossy lip. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if it's not just, yeah, maybe if it's like super sticky from afar, you don't want that, but, to, but a, yeah. a nice shine. It didn't hurt pro. anybody. It doesn't hurt exactly. anyone. It exactly. goes with my highlighting sticks. There you go. <laughs> it's important. Um, another thing that we're seeing reverse French manicure. Would you dare? We just talked to. Gabby from Trillinales. She doesn't do a swirl, but would she oh, do a reverse? Oh, hell no, swirl. <laughs> I think that she would do the reverse. And which leads me into then the next trend of the neon hues, which I just mm-hmm. happen to have on my On nails. your nails. Boom. So, yes. Very on trend. Uh, neon, so on neon, neon is never not in for never not spring, in, though, isn't it? I mean, especially like, spring. I love neon. I love neon. 
it never went anywhere for me. <laughs> it's still <No>. here. <laughs> uh, big Bansu Knots. I mean, our team has written about this hairstyle yep. extensively on the tees.com. Check it out. Uh, yeah, so this is a beautiful trend. Let's make this happen all the time. Um, yes. The one that I'm a little bit skeptical of in terms of real life application is the diffused lip look. Right. Um, we'll link to this in the show notes so you guys can go and see what we're talking about. It's a. It seems like an advanced move for your average. It's yeah too home. advanced for me. I don't <laughs> understand it. So we're trying to l- minimize the lip area that you see. Is that what it is? Because I think I mean, most people are trying to maximize. Go bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Area. No, I mean it's a it's it's a real thinker. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't. Again, you all tell us otherwise. Yes. Uh, that's the trend that we could probably leave versus love. Matte mm-hmm. finish nails. Are you into this? Did it once? Didn't like it. Scratched off. Just well, like I was going to say, it's no, mostly I didn't. The, yeah, it was too. Yeah. It too looks jockey. cool. Yeah, it looks cool. And then when you get to the finite details, I just don't think it's meant to yeah. be. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, we don't love that. Uh, embellishments. Would you add to the glitter, the shimmer, the the sticks with the little rhinestone, or is that too I, too for you? I have a fond appreciation for those who can. Let's just put it fair. there. Fair. But me, oh, that's, that's, that's generous. I mean, yeah, we're pro. <laughs> if you want to rhinestone the hell out of your lids, do it. Um, probably not. Not going to see me. Although you never know. Um, braided accents. We love a braid for spring. Yes. Accents. Neutral nails. Not this gal. Not this gal. No. Nope. Got to have some self-expression on my nails. And now, since we talked to Gabby of Trilla Nails, now I'm like looking at her feed so I don't make the mistake of the swirl. Mm-hmm. But the neutral is coming nowhere near my nails. No, it's too boring. Last trend that we're mm-hmm. seeing on this list, and again, we'll link out to it, is the classic red lip. What are your love. thoughts on it? Oh, okay. All right. Love, love. I don't think it ever goes away ever. If you, but but I do think that there is an art form to finding your perfect red. Like there is no two reds of this. Yep. 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 Do you, you do you associate red and spring? No, that's my only, that's my only takeaway here. I mean, almost red in winter, right? Like I love my Selena Gomez rare beauty. It's actually her color. I have it right here. Plug, plug, plug. It's right here. Um, (laughs) And I love that one. I think I found mine, but it's too much for spring. Okay. Nice holiday party. It's just to be dark out. I was going to say, we're, I mean, time is a flat circle. We'll be back to winter in no time. Um, All right. Well, thank you for walking through these trends with us, guys. Um, We really appreciate it. Go to the show Mm -hmm. notes, check out the link, see if you like any of these things. And and if you do, let us know. Send in an email to volumeupatthetees.com. We'll gladly entertain your thoughts, however petty, about these because we've just shared with you. So we can, the least we can do is share your thoughts with everybody else. Speaking of thoughts, our editorial team has lots of them. Um, Well-informed thoughts, in fact. Uh, The editorial team at thetease.com has been hard at work this week, just like every other week, uncovering industry news, looking into trends, and diving into brands that you don't know but should. And here are some of our favorite headlines. First up, just happened, uh, a sleeper hit. The title of the article is The Most Outstanding Hairstyles from the 2022 Critics' Choice Awards. Normally, the Critics' Choice Awards are not a big deal, except... This year was a big effing deal. Why? Uh, after going viral last year. Well, okay. So let me let me get into it. Let's let's <laughs> the tease.com go to the article and you can read more. I'm gonna give a little blurb and we'll talk about some of the best looks. Last year, the Critics' Choice Awards went viral because of a certain 
mm. product placement, uh, a Fiji water, if you can recall. Uh-huh. Um, and the can 27th recall. annual mm-hmm. British Choice Awards returned in full force with an in-person ceremony that was well worth the wait. This year's star-studded show, which honors the very best in television and film, was hosted by Tay Diggs and Nicole Byer. Aside from seeing so many of our favorite stars take home some much-deserved awards, the biggest highlight of the night for us was, without a doubt, the show-stopping hair. From Angelica Ross's towering braided updo and Kristen Stewart's side-swept curls to Halle Berry's daring Bixie two-tone situation, there were plenty of hair moments that left us speechless my favorite was actually Nicole Byer with this like very Marge wow. Simpson inspired thing. Like there was a it lot was. going on. It was very a much. feat of like architecture uh-huh. and I yeah. was into it. So Nicole Byer is my favorite look, crazily okay. enough. Um, what were you most into? Who did it for you in terms of who really brought the hair for you? You know, this one actually brought the hair embellishments for me and it was Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, I mean, she's so mm-hmm. divine, like just like butter, like the embellishment over the crown of her head. It just suited her so well. I loved it. It was daring. I mean, who literally can pull that off? I, was gonna say- I mean, she can <laughs> and good for her. So, I mean, that look in particular, uh-huh. really wild, but so many of the best looks over on the tease.com. Go check it out. I mean, and, yep. and we're really in the thick of award season. Again, the Critics' Choice Awards, not what you associate with like... <gasps> Glamour, capital G, but it was really something this year. Can't wait for the Oscars. Same. All right, next up, here's why everyone's talking about Olaplex's number three hair perfecter and links to infertility. This is a serious one, gang, um, that we needed to cover on the tease.com. So to say that the hair community is obsessed with Olaplex would be a massive understatement. Since its launch in 2014, the hair care darling has become the holy grail of hair treatments. But as beloved as Olaplex may be, lately, the brand has found itself in a bit of controversy after questions were raised about an ingredient in its global bestseller, number three, Hair Perfector, and its overall safety. It all began when a recent viral TikTok video created by Hassini K proclaimed that Europe and the UK were set to ban Olaplex. The clip, which has since garnered over a million views, quickly sent Olaplex fans into a tailspin. As Kay further explains in a follow-up video, Olaplex number three hair perfector contains an ingredient called butophenophil. I'm not going to say that. Yeah. Contains an ingredient commonly referred to as lilio, a molecule used as a fragrance that has been linked to infertility. There have been lots of things that have happened that Olaplex has done, which you can read about on thetease.com. Go there to see what they've responded by doing. Um, But the question for you remains, Kelly, are you tossing out your Olaplex? I'm not. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> first of all, mm-hmm. that infertility is no longer a, not a concern. concern of me because Got there are it. no little children happening anymore. So number one, <laughs> however, wonderful hair is definitely a concern. Top, top, top. <laughs> Incredible. You know, Guys, <laughs> it's important to to state you'll if you go to the tease.com you'll read the full thing they have yeah. since reformulated as a as a precautionary measure the the number three hair perfector is now no longer available with lilial it's just if you've got it sitting on shelf you purchased it in the last year yours may i'm gonna if infertility is a concern maybe maybe consult with the doc and see if you don't want that but if it's not like kelly says then just go about your business, basically. However, you raise a great concern because I did just highlight my son's hair 
And I did oh, Olaplex. No. <laughs> so this just came full circle and I used it, but it was the last bit. So it was only okay, a dollop. Well, so we're okay. just going to. Yep. We're just moving on. Yep. All right. Well, speaking of moving on, something a little bit less heady, uh, <laughs> an article on the tease.com that is, what is hair frosting? Hairstylist Lynn Van breaks down the new highlighting technique. Salon pros, get ready to frost yourselves and your clients because there is a new highlighting technique that's taking the world by storm and it's totally set to replace the ever-popular balayage. That's right. Not to be confused with the cringe-inducing frosted tips of the early aughts, frosted hair is a fresher, softer spin on sun-kissed hair that consists of lightened strands carefully sprinkled throughout darker hair in a manner that's reminiscent of how frost settles on treetops, hence the name. Quote, hair frosting is delicately highlighted hair, effortlessly painted in foils away from the scalp, says Lynn Van, end quote, a hairstylist and Schwarzkopf professional USA digital artist. It gives natural and a minimalistic look. Kelly, we literally just talked about you highlighting your child's Mm -hmm. hair at home. Are you going to send him to a stylist to get his hair frosted? Well, you know, and I want to preface with, it might have been kitchen hair, but it was supervised by a professional. Yes. Via FaceTime. Is, yes, my mom, yes, yes, the yes. mixing, the frosting cap. I mean, yes. we took that sucker all the way back to 85. It was good. So I <laughs> have no qualms about sending anyone in my family to a professional. They all actually mm-hmm. love going. Um, I think his hair is too light, but I love this because frankly, I'm ready for a new color trend. Like balayage, rooted balayage. Like we've done it. Let's move on. I thought it was going to be the chunky highlights. Like they just had a minute, like a second and now they're gone. Right. They're gone. They're gone again. So they're gone. I almost indulged. Thank God I didn't. Right. And so, cause I would have needed that Olaplex. Um, And so I really am excited about the frosted locks. Who doesn't want to look like they just had frost or little, you know, a little speckle, I like it. A little speckle of I'm yeah, ready for no. a new technique and let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So head to the tease.com, read more about that, um, including more sound bites from Lynn. Uh, and yeah, as always, there's so much that's going on at the tease.com. This was just a few of our favorite headlines, but there's tons of stories that are posted every single week. So go over there, check it out, let us know what you think. Get in touch via volume up at the tease.com. And yeah, without further ado, Kelly. Yeah. I'm going to take it away. Again, our brand new series on mental health in the beauty industry. Up next, my interview with Brielle Brown. Brielle Brown is the founder of Anxiety Cosmetics. After struggling with anxiety, the name behind the brand is close to her heart. Anxiety Cosmetics is a CBD-infused clean beauty company whose products are paraben-free, cruelty-free, vegan, THC-free, and held to high standards. They are on a mission to start conversations about mental health, beauty, positive self-esteem, and acceptance, but their products are for everyone. A portion of the proceeds of every product sold is donated to help with research, education, care, and raising awareness on mental health and disorders. Welcome to the podcast. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and chat with you more about Anxiety Cosmetics. And um, yeah, thanks so much for having You bet. Okay. So we're going to dive in. We need to know, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and what led you to our beloved beauty industry. So I've actually always loved beauty and um, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. I remember uh, when I was young, I 
created pictures and, and stuff and sold them to my parents in, in the <laughs> dining room, you know, and I always had that kind of like hustle attitude when it came to business. And I didn't even know it. I was just a kid. So going, <laughs> growing through, um, as I got older, I was always, I guess, so bright eyed about the possibilities of owning your own business and how you can essentially create uh, something out of virtually nothing. And it's what you put into it. And um, I don't know if it was more of, I need to prove this to myself uh, type of deal or not, but it was, it's definitely been a journey. Um, But, you know, I haven't always known that I wanted to start a beauty company. And I think that a lot of founders just find the business that's supposed to be for them by like a stroke of luck or something like that, or just a thought or, you know, an idea that pops into them that they really resonate with. And um, I always loved beauty and the industry. And, you know, every time I walk into a Sephora or an Ulta, I just get I look around and I feel overwhelmed, but in the best way, because there's so much creativity that goes into each one of those products. And as I've grown anxiety cosmetics over the past few months, even um, you, you realize how much work and how much like all the stuff in the back and all of what comes into just creating one product alone. So it's cool to see it. Right. That's, that's amazing. I think it's, you know, once you've got that bug to be an entrepreneur, it's kind of, it's, I feel like a bit of it's ingrained in you, right? It's just, you're competitive with your own self to make something big happen. So uh, I certainly have the same desire and, and can relate on some level. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Tell me about, um, you know, in, in sort of launching the products, you've got an incredible array. Um, tell me about, were there any mentors that helped you down this path initially, or was this more of a solo self-guided journey? So I would say I haven't had a business mentor in the way that you would think of the word. I've had a chance to speak with a lot of other founders and business owners, and I've loved connecting with them, but I have basically um, guided my way through the entrepreneurial journey in the beginning. Um, I've had mentors in my life um, that would always, you know, pick me up and, and be my like cheerleaders in life. But in a business standpoint, it's been kind of trial and error as I've gone um, and um, kind of more of seeing what works and what doesn't. I've always been creative. Um, so I think that's helped me create the brand. Um, but in terms of other, like in the, the traditional sense of a mentor, I have not. So. All right. Well, to anyone out there, I mean, how about a Sarah Blakely from Spanx? That'd be great. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so moving into anxiety cosmetics, tell me about, Uh, Tell me why you came up with the idea. Tell me how how the name came to fruition as well. Sure. So I was actually eating CBD gummies at night to help with my own anxiety. You know, I would toss and turn and let my worries keep me up. So I had started trying them. I was actually very, um, like hesitant to even try them because they were very new. This was like six years ago. Okay. yeah. So I was, and, and I tried them and I'm like, oh my God, like these are amazing. And so, um, then I wondered, you know, if a CBD could help a stressed out girl at night, then why couldn't it help 
stressed out skin. And it turns out it can and it does. And then kind of anxiety cosmetics was born out of um, the need for just the innovation of CBD on skincare and the message that I wanted to put behind the brand. Amazing. So what has been the hardest part in the journey uh, thus far? So I would say um, I kind of have two answers for that. Um, But I the first is um, kind of the stipulations on CBD marketing. Um, Facebook and Instagram are very behind on the times when it comes to CBD marketing. I learned I launched during the the pandemic and had no in-person events for, you know, a year and a half because everything was canceled or permanently suspended for, um, you know, who knows how long. And to top it all off, I ended up in um, Instagram ad jail because of CBD stipulations. So when you're a bigger company, they seem to turn more of a blind eye. Uh, but for the little guys, it really hurts because you're trying to, you know, launch your startup and um, they have these odd in the past kind of ways of um, you know, marketing CBD. And uh, anyone who owns a CBD company will agree wholeheartedly with this, but um, it's kind of, you have to pivot. So um, other than that, the other thing would be launching during the pandemic because, yeah, um, yeah I would say um, what I wish I would have done would probably been maybe waited a year. But at the end of the day, there's no better time than now. So um, whether it's last year or this year launching, um, I think that you just have to go for it sometimes. Yeah, I was reading a statistic. I think it was the New York Times this morning that said um, there were about 41% more women-owned businesses launched in the pandemic than years prior. So it just goes to that ingenuity or, you know, some of that pivot, like you mentioned, right? So what an awesome story to tell uh, someday when you're in the New York Times yeah. <laughs> that you started during the pandemic, because uh, certainly there were a lot of uh, micro and macro stressors out there with all of us during such a challenging time. And and hopefully we're, we, we've waded through the worst of it. So um, talk to me about your products and your product line. Sure. All of our products are vegan, paraben-free, cruelty-free. We currently have CBD-infused lip gloss balms. So it's basically a chapstick and a uh, lip gloss in one. It's super hydrating. It replenishes and protects. You'll heal your lips like a balm, but um, it provides like a highly pigmented non-sticky gloss look. So super excited about them. They're in eight really great shades. I personally picked them all out. Um, and, uh, we have a mascara in the works, so I'm excited about that. And, um, we're currently in R and D on that. So, okay. Amazing. Well, there's big things to come, right? (laughs) So if I pivot into, you know, one of our goals at the T's in a new series that we're bringing to the table is to really talk about mental health in the beauty industry. So anxiety specifically is a challenging topic. It's often, you know, it is invisible and historically has been stereotyped, like you mentioned at the start. And so even just the conversation between active generations and the workforce can be extremely varied. So tell us about your experience with anxiety and mental health. So I believe, you know, mental health is a journey that everyone has. Um, I have experienced anxiety from a young age. 
Someone once told me that it feels like when you're walking down the steps uh, at your house and you miss the last step and you get that like feeling and you're like, <gasps> and you're, and, and it's like that slight panic feeling. And it's so true. Um, for me, like mental health, whether I'm going through a rough patch in my life with business or whatever the case may be, I know, and I've kind of grown that I have to take the time to understand that I can't control everything and sure. that I am learning as fast as I can. I'm doing my best. Um, and that, you know, a lot of times when I get overwhelmed like that, I know now that I have to take a step back and really truly appreciate how much I've accomplished and, and know my worth and things. I will probably always be my hardest critic in life. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. But in the end of the day, um, I kind of focus on who I am as a person and um, how I treat people and what the message I want to, you know, emanate from myself. Um, but it took me a long time to, to realize all of that. So I think, you know, everyone goes through a different journey. I'm very grateful to have had the support system that I've had and um, kind of have the platform that I do now. That's awesome. And I love that the platform that you, you have now is, is growing and growing quickly. And it's so focused, literally the name of your brand is focused on (laughs) some of the things that your brand solves for. So, um, you know, what do you find important in the intersection of mental health and beauty? Like, what are some of the important things that, what are other brands doing? What should brands be doing, uh, to help in the mental health area? I think, the beauty industry overall can be overwhelming in in lots of different aspects. You know, there's still the unattainable beauty images, but there's less, which is great. And um, I mean, you can go on like TikTok and, and see videos of models telling their experiences with brands and you understand that there's still ways to go. But I, as a brand, want to make sure that... Um, no one ever feels like that because of my products or my brand messaging or um, anything like that. And that our messaging is different. I think other brands are slowly coming to the conclusion of the same thing, whether it be, you know, um, all inclusive products or different uh, messaging compared to brands from years and years ago. So I think being careful on what you say, how you promote your products and making sure that you always treat your customers and anything that has to do with your brand with respect um, is very crucial in even any type of business now. Sure. Yeah. It's been interesting to see how, you know, that unattainable beauty image, like you mentioned, has really shifted and shifted in a, in a pretty short amount of time, but, you know, consumers were like, Hey, this isn't, relatable, attainable. It doesn't make me feel good. Big brands Mm -hmm. stop. And they're finally listening (laughs) after decades and decades. Uh, So I think it's so important to continue to push that topic for brands like you to emerge on the scene, to make sure that you've got a specific point of view as well. Um, You know, as far as, you know, your social channels, digital, do you talk about or educate around mental health in any of the type of marketing that you're doing? Or do you find that that's an important piece of the brand? So I do um, 
I try to post little snippets of like things that you can do to help your mental health. Um, like even if it's just like self-care for the day or um, post resources for people. I'm not a, like any type of expert. I am just sharing my own personal journey yeah. with it. So I try to make that a clear distinction. But at the same time, whether it be, you know, funny memes that say, you know, that you relate to or um, sharing resources that people can um, go to if they need yeah. help with anything or something like that. Um, I think it's been very much part of our social media and the way that we differentiate ourselves from other brands. Amazing. So we also know that this is another cool part about your business is that your company gives some of its proceeds to different groups focused on research, education, care, and raising awareness of mental health. What are a few companies that you have a strong interest in and you think that others should also know about sort of that are parallel pathing that are, that are doing similar things? Because I love that give back. I love your strong message and focus. Thank you. Um, so a couple of them, let's see, Sad Girls Club is really um, gaining traction um, there for the millennial and Gen Z woman. Um, another good one is to write love on her arms. And that's for people struggling with depression, addiction, um, self-injury. There's Active Minds, um, which focuses on mental health of college students and young adults. And okay. um, let's see, there's also Project Sanctuary, which focuses on mental health for military families. Wow. So there's a lot of great organizations out there, and I'm hoping to see even more blossom. One day, I would like to start my own um, in partnership with my brand, but we're not there yet. So um, while we get there, um, those are some really, really great ones. Amazing. I love that. So um, what is on the future? So the last question before we wrap and get to our quick takes, tell me what your vision is for 2022 for the brand or where are you headed? I know you mentioned you've got R&D mascara in the works. Do you see a more complete product line in the future? Do you see brand extensions? Where are you headed? So uh, we are, yes and yes and yes, uh, we are um, hoping to get a very much um, bigger product line where our mascara is going to be one of our hero products. Um, so kind of, um, we're, we're hoping to launch that by early summer. So um, keep an eye on that. But other than that, we have um, ideas for eyeliners and, um, you know, eyeshadow and it, it, it'll all be CBD infused, which is okay. something that the market hasn't seen before. So I'm super excited um, and kind of show our brand in, in ways that we haven't been able to before, just even with the pandemic, um, limiting our options on marketing. So we want to partner with other brands. We want to partner with makeup artists. We want to start going out to retail and, you know, it's going to be a fun crazy, but fun year. So. <laughs> Amazing. Well, congratulations to you on your success thus far. We certainly will be cheering you on from the sidelines over at the Tees. Um, and just to round out, we have something we call the Tees Quick Takes. And so it's a couple of questions um, and we'd love your thoughts. So the first one is, it's a little bit out there, but bar soap or body wash? Um, body wash all the way. I actually hate bar soap. Um, I can't, 
I just, I think it's no. So I thought, yeah, it's a body wash. Yeah. You know what? There's still some diehard bars. Oh, I know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just not one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what are you streaming right now? Netflix, HBO, podcast, Spotify. Um, What's your jam? Um, so Hmm. Streaming. I just finished inventing Anna on Netflix as I feel like the half the country did. Um, right. And, um, streaming, you know, I always have like throwback playlists. I'm a Taylor Swift fan all the way. Always. It's like the whole work in the car every day. Like that's me. Um, and then, you know, I just try to see what's new on TV and all of that. But, um, yeah. I, I love it. Yes. I just finished inventing Anna as well, which makes me want to sometimes talk in a slightly German accent. But. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So what is one product that you cannot live without, but is not one of yours? Hmm. I love Urban Decay's all nighter setting spray. Okay. I just like a staple. Um, and I love my favorite concealer ever is it cosmetics. Okay. So, it is the only one that I use. I've used that since probably like 11th grade. So I'm going to have to yeah. check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So, <laughs> All right. So finally, what is some advice for any of those who want to make it to the top of our industry or who want to start a product line like you did? Like, what is the go-to piece of advice? I would say be a sponge for information. Don't overwhelm yourself. Start with a plan um, and talk and make as many connections as you can. Um, I think that has really helped me uh, connecting with other founders and realizing, you know, everyone's journey is completely different and that there's no straight forward path that everybody takes and that you, you need to, you know, be ready for that, but also understand that it's not, no one knows no one knows the right answer. So yeah, especially because you're pioneering a category that isn't out right. there, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so that is, you know, it's. I'm sure it's great to have advice, but that's being a sponge is important and soaking up every bit of information you can with those around you. So great advice. Thank you so much for your Thank time. You. Again, we will be cheering on Anxiety Cosmetics loudly from the sidelines. Look forward to reconnecting with you, maybe in a little bit of time to see how things are going. Yeah, we'll love that. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, Jeff. I mean, she's, what a cool story. I mean, she took something near and dear to her heart, made a solution for it, sharing with others. Proceeds are going to, you know, a wonderful cause to help move the cause and awareness and solutions forward. So kudos to Brielle Brown. Check out Anxiety Cosmetics. Absolutely. Love that interview, Kelly. (laughs) All right. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tees and send in questions to volumeup at thetees.com. Volume Up is a Tees Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode. 